Good morning. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. For me, these are profound statements and in some ways are perhaps my favorite words from the Gospel of Matthew. Now don't hold me to that because I'm likely to say that again. But superficially, these words from Jesus are personal to me. I experience them as compliments or affirmations. I feel Jesus ministering to the crowd and to us, calling forth from within us the goodness that lives inside of us. But below the surface, they are calls to discipleship and community. You are the salt of the earth. Perhaps you know that salt is a preservative. Salt's antibacterial properties inhibit the growth of bacteria. The salt cells actually absorb and kill the bacteria. And so for this reason, salt can aid in the healing process and protect us. Also, and this is the fun salt fact you didn't know you needed and relates most to our gospel this morning, I think, is that salt patties were once used as fire starters. So in particular, the people of ancient Israel would use clay ovens and heat them with, excuse me, dung patties. They would lay salt patties underneath the dung patties as a catalyst to the fire. And once the salt patties had lost those catalytic abilities, they were thrown out perhaps onto the streets to be trodden on. Now, in the ancient world, the boundary between the personal and the communal was a bit harder to discern. And so in the Greek here, the you is more like a y'all. <laughs> but even then, we have to tune our ears to hear how we're woven together. All y'all. Each one of us, beloved members of the kingdom of heaven. All y'all, all of us together are the kingdom of heaven. You, each one of us are salt of the earth, light of the world. And you, the people gathered together, are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. You see, it takes more than one grain of sand to light a fire. And light is made of waves and particles. Jesus' teachings are for us as we bind ourselves to him and one another. And there are many ways to understand the allegories and metaphors of Jesus' teaching. Imagine how we might wonder about what we hear today. How are we like those salt patties, catalysts for a fire? How do our lives shine a light on God's kingdom? And the closer we come to the text, our curiosity can increase. For example, the Hebrew and Aramaic word for earth is the same as clay oven. Is it possible to translate Jesus' words this morning as, you are the catalyst for the earth oven? Yes. 
And what could that even mean? I wonder if we imagine our lives as a catalyst for anything. The Gospel according to Matthew is written for a primarily Jewish community. And it is particularly concerned with rooting Jesus' ministry in Jewish tradition and history. And for this reason, the gospel consistently, over and over again, refers to and quotes the law and the prophets. The gospel also reveals this underlying tension within the Matthean community. Gentiles were joining them, and they wondered, what does the Torah have to do with them? And what about the ways the Torah, the law, and the prophets have been misused over time, even then? This is represented in the Gospels with phrases like the Pharisees and the scribes. And the Gospel, according to Matthew, creates this path of discipleship that includes Torah and tradition. Remember also that today's portion of the gospel is at the beginning of Jesus' longest teaching, the Sermon on the Mount. It is this three-chapter collection of sayings that addresses the Torah. In this way, it establishes Jesus' authority. But perhaps for me and my purposes this morning, one of the things it does effectively is teach us about the nature and the character of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, as Matthew calls it. Here is Jesus, the Messiah, the incarnate word, Emmanuel, God with us, inviting the community to return to the heart of the Torah. Now, If I were to preach a sermon on the Sermon of the Mount, it would take approximately about an hour. That's what y'all came here for today, right? (laughs) But let me just briefly, briefly, and perhaps unfairly, address the Sermon on the Mount. In In those three chapters, we find the Beatitudes which describe this range of human experience and God's divine activity among us. In those three chapters, we find call after call after call to righteousness and Jesus' interpretation of very specific Torah law, like on divorce. And the sermon ends, the whole last chapter, is basically its own book of wisdom, ending with three parables. Now, as an aside, if you've seen the movie The Life of Brian by Monty Python, they do a fantastic job of addressing how complicated this must have been to Jesus' first community hearing his first sermon. It was a lot to take in, and likely there was confusion and wonder about what he was saying. But if I may summarize, as a whole, the sermon roots God's laws and Jesus' ministry in mercy. Each one of us spends some time, at least, in our lives searching for our purpose, our reason for being. 
and when or if we find it. It may be the one thing that gets us out of bed in the morning. And as Christians, we use the language of vocation to understand our purpose, not vacation, vocation. And this is our ministry, work that draws us close to God's activity every day in our lives and our work. This is often the one place that bridges the gap between our passions and our gifts and our daily tasks. Some of us are gifted in the healing arts, finding meaningful work as doctors or nurses. Others are gifted teachers, spending our days furthering the practice of knowledge. And still others are mothers and fathers, engineers, and dare I say, priests and deacons. There's so many ways to live our lives to reveal and become more and more who God has called us to be. And when we bridge the gap between our experience and who and whose we are, God's kingdom comes so close to us, and we begin to weave together who we are with God's mercy. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. From the beginning, God entrusts us with the work of God's kingdom. And when we use our lives as a catalyst for God's kingdom, we shed a light on God's work in the world. Listen again to the words of the prophet Isaiah. Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? These are the greatest acts of mercy from the very lips of the prophet who speaks on behalf of our God. And when we use our lives in these acts of mercy, the flame within us, the flame of God's mercy, spreads across our community like wildfire. Be salty. Let your light shine, for God is with us at all times and in all places. And when your vocations, our lives together, manifest God's mercy, we are the catalyst for the fire that God seeks. And when we are rooted in the calm courage of God's grace, we will shine our light in the world we will return to Christ's ways and be restored to God's kingdom in every circumstance.